world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, what do you identify as? By the way, June 10th, as Coach would say, 2022, Lord's not going to make another one. We need to learn how to steal the language, folks. We'd lose because we always accept those loaded questions. What, what, what do you think June is? What, what, what are we told that June is? Let me tell you what June might be. June might be what you identify as. You identify as a Christian? You identify as a scapegoat? Got a great guest this morning, by the way. <laughs> Good guest. Also, uh, we're going to have communion this morning, so uh, get your, your bread and water ready. For those of you that are in prison, January 6th inmates, that's so sad. Oh, it's so wrong. So wrong, 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 wrong. This is JR. I am a veteran. I'm sorry, I'm a Christian, a father, <clears throat> a grandfather, a veteran, have my own show on Saturday mornings. I've known Coach for over 20 years, worked closely with him. I was on his travel team for a while. <clears throat> Boy, that'll keep you busy alone. And Coach isn't here today because he is traveling. So uh, safe travel, brother. Myra, you usually open us up with a prayer. You want to go ahead and do that for us, please? Yes, um... JR, I will be delighted to do Thank so. You. Thank you so very much. So we read in John 14, 6, 7, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him. And say, and have seen him. Jesus, you're welcome to Coach Dave Hartle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Myra, I amen. love you. you invite Jesus and the Holy Spirit into the huddle. I think that is so neat. That is so neat. I, I, I understand today is communion. Joe, are you with us? Yes, sir. Right here. You want to conduct our uh, communion this morning, please? Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome. Good to see you. Um, if today when we take communion, we realize that we don't deserve this, we realize that it means more than, than we can probably understand uh, what, it, what it represents. And it... It represents an act, uh, an act of sacrifice that was necessary for our salvation and restoration of all that was lost with the fall in the garden. And no one can be worthy. No one can earn it. Uh, and to think that we have a God that was that loved this world as corrupt as it is to give his only begotten son. I mean, it just makes us think twice, doesn't it? When we think about it that way. This is some little wafer and drink that we just get over with real quick and get on to whatever we're doing next. So, let's remember where Paul told us we're seated right now. Spiritual Christians are seated with the Lord is part of the church at the right hand of the Father. So from there, we'll be taking our communion today. Heavenly Father, thank you so much 
for all you've done. Dear Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Please forgive us our sins and transgressions. Bring us, see us cleansed in your eyes as we take this Holy Communion. And we bless our bread and our drink, whatever liquid it may be, representing your body and your blood that was shed for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And as they were eating, reading from Matthew 26, 26 in the King James Version, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let us remember all you've done for us as we finish this day and as we go through the weekend. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very much. I look forward to this. My privilege, sir. Thank you very much. Don't call me square. I work for a living. Uh, we've, we've got a great guest this morning. Uh, we talked about Camp Constitution and and the things that were going on with Boston, <clears throat> the court case they went on with five years. Before we, we get into that, um, I was at Pam Popper's meeting last night here in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, doc, Dr. Paul, she talked about the case, but it wasn't really clear what was happening. She didn't seem to think there was any kind of an outcome but I understand there might have been an outcome. I heard later that you did get your license restored. Is that correct? Yeah, the devil's in the details. Um, hmm. It's still, when they put any kind of restrictions on your license, um, that means that if I step out of line in any direction, they can just zip me out. And that's the way it's been for 25 years. I've actually been in Maine for 23, 23 years and eight of those years, they would, did not let me practice medicine because I didn't, you know, didn't like killing babies or I didn't like doing this or that. So it's, it's a system that needs to be broke down. Otherwise folks, I mean, think about it. COVID they're killing us and we can't do anything about it. How does that happen? Because doctors have a lot of power, right? And they, they're under control. Once this control system's broken, you know, maybe we'll be better off. But that's not happening overnight, guys. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to practice. They might take my license. They got two other complaints against me. So people don't really get what's going on. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward just to um, getting my license back for at least a little while. I know I don't want to be a downer, but I've been here before, guys. Paul, have they reinstated your license? Uh, Wednesday, I think they're going to. Okay, that that's what they told you? Um, well, that's what my lawyers think. Okay, but they're, 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 they're going to have you on a leash? There's strings attached? Oh, yes, absolutely. There's so always you're, strings. Yeah. you're continually having a court case over your head anytime you go out and practice. And you'll be yeah. watching very closely, right? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody, people don't get it, but they, they weaponized the ATF and the DEA against me. So, I mean, they literally had a killer who was terrorizing me for two and a half years after I reported that pedophile doctor, <clears throat> who still, by the way, is practicing in the state of Maine. His name is Dr. John Irwin. He, he drugs and rapes his young male patients. 
and they let him practice. Think about that, guys. Think about that. We have to consider that your opinion at this point. No, that's that's an absolute fact. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to help out here. Trying to help out here, Paul. Yeah. Uh, so, so you you think your license is going to be uh, restored next Wednesday, but there will be strings attached. In other words, you got to be a good boy, or you're gonna, they're going to bring you back into uh, court again. Is that what they're telling you, or what? Is that what you feel? Yeah. Oh no, I've been here before. Okay. But do you think your case has helped other doctors maybe encourage them to 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 do to not be not not you know submit to the thumb? Well, it was interesting. The people who kind of turned the tide yesterday were public members. They were not doctors. Um they don't like the vaccines, obviously, but they didn't have anything to lose, but they swayed the rest of the board in a different direction and the attorney general and those guys, they were livid. They were so angry. It's an election year for Mills. So Mills, when all this came out, she came out with a video about killing babies all over again. So she was slapping me in the face again because you know, 60 million babies are dismembered and destroyed by doctors every year. People gotta open up their minds and see what this means. Doctors aren't supposed to kill. Amen. Amen. But I, I, I think from a, from a visual standpoint, we've gained a lot by you doing what you're doing, Paul. I really I, do. I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm still smacked in the head about it all. I, uh, I, I'm thinking I'm moving to Ohio. <laughs> come on, come on down. Come on down. Thank you very much, doctor. Thank you very much. I uh, don't want any comments on this right now and you can comment later uh, if you wish because I've got a guest and I, I woke him up early this morning. So I, I want to get him in here. Coach, Coach has been talking about a lot about what we've been doing in Delaware, Ohio. And this is the most, to me, this is one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced where I could see that we were in God's will, that things were clicking. Um, we're going to, we're going to have Hal Shirtlip on with us shortly. And, and Hal five years ago wanted to fly a Christian flag in uh, I think Boston city. But the city of Boston said, no, you can't do that. We have religious exemptions and you can't fly a Christian flag. Well, Hal took it, Hal took it to court. And that's five years ago. And look, this isn't just as simple as, okay, I'm going to take this to court and then it's going to go through the process. And then I, first, first of all, Hal, to be honest with you, okay, when this case first went down, I'm saying to myself, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, number one, the Supreme Court is never going to even see this case. Why, 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 I mean, we've got, we've got better things to do, Hal. We've got a lot better things to do. And I'm glad I didn't know you then. I'm glad I didn't talk to you then because I may have tried to talk you out of doing that. And the reason I say that is because five years later, almost to the hour, your case, your, by the way, the decision on this case, Camp Constitution versus Boston, the decision came out the same day that they leaked the Roe Ro versus Wade decision. The very same day their decision was made, Camp Constitution versus Boston, which basically said that Camp Constitution or anybody else for that matter that wants to fly a Christian flag has to do so if they allow other, and, and you can get into the details on that, Hal, if, 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 you, if you allow others to express their opinion via flags. I think it take, it's more than just flags. But anyway, what, what we had done in January, February, March of, of this year, I addressed city council and I asked them to make uh, from Mother's Day until Father's Day in June, 2022, make that a celebration of the traditional marriage, one man, one woman, lifelong committed monogamous relationship, the traditional marriage. Well, the city council just coughed and they, they didn't want anything to do with that. So what we did two weeks later, or about a month later, we filed to have our own flag, our own flag it, it, in, in the city of Delaware, they had planned on flying the gay flag at least two weeks, if not the whole month in Delaware. But because we had filed and asked for a Christ, well, a, a traditional family, a Christian family, if you will, traditional family flag, they had an issue. Now we had inside information. We knew that they were gonna turn us down. They were going to turn us down. The week they were going to turn us down, this decision came. They, they, got, they got this decision, and the legal staff looked at it. And the bottom line is, because of what Hal did five years ago, 
and what we did this year and what we did last year all came together and within a 48 time, hour time period, the city of Delaware made the decision that they were not going to fly the gay flag. They weren't gonna fly a traditional flag either, but they weren't gonna fly the gay flag in the city of Delaware on their 92 posts that they have out there. Just incredible. But how this worked together was just, just phenomenal. How, how can you, can you bring Hal on for me, please? Do I got you, Hal? Jonathan, can you bring him on for us? He's on, no volume. Hal, unmute yourself, please. Probably yakking away like everybody else. Uh, down the bottom to the left, you'll see a microphone down there, Hal. How's that? That's much, much better. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to CoachDaveLive.com. Hal Shirtliff from Camp Constitution. And Hal, did, did you hear my introduction and how I would have discouraged you from doing what you're doing? Yes, well, I would have still pursued it, even if you discouraged me. You wouldn't have been the first one. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sorry about that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you now, we live in a society. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Say it again. We live in an amoral and unjust society. And you are asking for justice. And, and I'm going, yeah, oh, well, it can't happen. It can't happen. Well, let me give a little background. I used to live in the city of Boston, born and raised, and up until just recently, about a year and a half ago, uh, lived in Boston. And in June of 17, there was an inner city minister, Pastor Bruce Wall, that had a prayer meeting inside the mayor's office. The mayor had nothing to do with it. The mayor at that time was uh, Marty Wall. She's now uh, the secretary of labor under uh, Biden. And it was uh, blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians. And we came together. We prayed for the city. We prayed for peace. We pray for our leaders, even though we don't necessarily like our leaders. The Bible doesn't say you only pray for leaders you like. We prayed for the leaders, and as the Bible told us or commands us. Uh, and I was very moved by this. I said, this is a good thing to see. Christians stepping up to the plate in the city of Boston. Most Christians, those that are Bible-believing, uh, are pretty silent and have been for quite some time. So I thought we should, uh, I would say the Holy Spirit motivated me to uh, see if we could raise the Christian flag to commemorate Constitution Day, September 17th. So uh, we were going to, we wanted to have a ceremony uh, to raise the flag and have a few speakers talk about Boston's rich Christian history. And it has a very rich Christian history. It wasn't founded by Muslims. It wasn't founded by atheists or as Reverend Kraft would say, Harry Krishnas. It was founded by Christians. And you can see, uh, the, the John Winthrop, who was the founder of the city of Boston, he had a uh, he gave a sermon on the Arbella prior to uh, uh, stepping foot in Boston. And part of that sermon is inscribed on Boston Common. Uh, you can't you can't escape the rich history. So anyway, uh, the city was dragged its feet for a while. And finally, about a month after I applied for the permit, they said it's a separation of church and state. You can't do it. And I asked if I could get the. Uh, the official response in an email or a letter. They sent me an email saying that it was separation of church and state. It was ironic is that in the email is embedded the city seal. The city seal has a Bible verse from first Kings. May God favor us as he favored our forefathers. It's in Latin. Uh, you know, I, I can speak. A, I don't speak the language, but I knew a few words here and there. I could figure it out, you know? So, um, uh, and I, the minute I got that email, I said, we have a case. There's no question about it. And now this, uh, the city of Boston allows, did up until the fall of last year, allowed civic organizations to have ceremonies to raise a flag. Um, they've had, I think, over 279 ceremonies in the last 12 years, one of which was a one that I participated in to raise the Gadsden flag uh, about five years ago. With Garrett Lear, I think everybody knows who uh, our late dear friend Garrett Lear was, Pastor Lear, the Patriot Pastor. He showed up in his Black World Regiment outfit in a musket in downtown Boston. I mean, it was a good, it was a good day. <laughs> anyway, um, and also they allow the Communist Chinese Organization, the, uh, the Progressive Chinese Progressive Association of Boston. They allow the Communist Cubans. They, of course, uh, 
the various uh, homosexual and uh, transgender organizations. And, and when it comes to the flying the communist flag, not only does the city allow the permit, but they actually have elected officials that participate in the commemoration of the marvelous communist revolution that killed whoa, whoa, millions. Whoa, wait a minute, Hal. Hold on a second, Hal. They, they fly a communist flag? They flied a communist yeah. flag? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's not the city itself doesn't do the actual flying. A local uh, a communist organization does it. But city officials participate in it. Um, uh, the first time uh, was the second, uh, maybe back in 2009, Ayanna Presley, who's now a member of the uh, so-called squad. She was a city councilor. She has always been a good friend of the Chinese communists. And she was there um, uh, at the ceremony praising the praising the marvels of communist China. So uh, but they but when it comes to Christianity, they deny it. So I got a hold of Liberty Council at, at the request of a friend and they took the case immediately. Uh, in September of 17, they sent a demand letter basically saying that if you don't uh, allow them to do this, we're going to sue. Uh, they made a little media here and there. Uh, and then uh, a year later, the suit was filed. It takes a long time. Justice is sl slow sometimes. Uh, we lost at the first uh, we lost at the first federal district and then the federal court of appeals. They filed another suit. They had discovery. They got more information. And we lost again at the two other the lower levels. And it yeah, was, I, told you, I told you, Hal, you should quit. You shouldn't do this. You should quit. Yeah, we should do it. You should just uh, just uh, we, we should be quiet. We should just stay within the four walls of the church and not really. We don't want to rock the boat. There you I, go. I, I had you're getting it. I had people say that, you know, I said, well, look, this is, I said, this isn't me. This is the God. I said, because that was never my plan to get a federal lawsuit out of this. So I said, this is, this is God. You don't like what I'm doing. You've got to take it up with God. Uh, but most people, uh, most people supported what we were doing. Uh, I mean, people in our camp, uh, I don't mean camp constitution. I mean, our, and our, our people who share our worldview, uh, they were very, they were very supportive. And so we uh, submitted the case to the Supreme Court last June. And in September, September 30th of last year, the Supreme Court uh, um, said they'll hear it. Now, in order for the Supreme Court to hear a case, they need four justices to sign on. And they only hear about uh, 1% of the 800 or so cases they get. That alone, I think, shows that God's hand was in this. Oh, my. And uh, we had a wonderful prayer vigil and a rally. Uh, the night before and the day of the uh, the oral argument was January 18th. And during the oral argument, uh, some of the attorneys that were listening, we weren't allowed in the building, just the attorneys arguing the case uh, pro and con. Uh, they were kind of smiling. They said even the leftists seem to be in our camp, the leftist uh, Supreme Court justices. And uh, and then they ruled, uh, was it May 2nd, they ruled 9-0. And a lot of the media, a lot of the court pundits predicted a, perhaps a 9-0 case, even the leftists. And I think there was some left-wing media that said, here's a case the right wing deserves to win. You know, So it was very... I, I, don't, under, I don't understand 9-0. That scares me. That scares, they, they have to think there's something in there for them. They have to. Yeah. So, um, but the city of Boston has since suspended its flag raising. And they probably will discontinue it. Two days later, the, uh, the Satanic Temple uh, sent a tw uh, they sent a tweet out so they want to fly the flag, and of course that made all kinds of news. Uh, but the city, I think, will no longer have the uh, flag raising ceremony, which is, which is fine. Actually, <clears throat> when you get down to it, the city should either uh, you know allow all groups, or just fly the U.S. flag and the state flag and the town flag and maybe the POW MIA flag. And that's about, I'm going to move here. I guess uh, there's a little dog kennel around here. <laughs> it's a little too noisy. Sorry about that. And you're fine. You're fine. I'm at a friend. So I'm, a, I'm in Michigan right now, uh, right, over the, uh, right over the Ohio border. And I stayed the night at a friend's house. It was a, uh, we drove about 14 hours to get here. So it was a long way, but it's worth it. Yeah, hope, hope that's a little better. Yeah, you're fine. And, and I think, uh, Jonathan, I don't know who has questions. I can't really tell. If somebody has some questions of how far away. Well, how... I want to thank you. I, I wish more Christians would do things like this because what you, you put these towns and cities sort of on the spot. 
And uh, not only in Delaware, Ohio, which is, a, I think I told you, I'm, I'm a city I'm pretty familiar with. I used to get out there uh, pretty regularly. Um, uh, the the um, Reading, Massachusetts, which is a town on Boston's North Shore, they uh, heard about the case and they discontinued their flag raising ceremony. Uh, where else? Uh, Southington, Connecticut. Back in March, the Democrats uh, in town wanted to fly the uh, Ukrainian flag, and they, um, the the town, which is believe it or not, six run by Republicans, they said, "Well, if we fly the Ukrainian flag, they won't want to fly the Russian flag." And by, besides, we might get sued because there's a lawsuit up in Boston. So guess what? We're not flying any flag except for you know the the U.S. flag and the state flag, etc. And the uh, homosexual said, "Oh." You just do doing that because you don't want to fly our flag. And said, no, we're just we're not we're not we're getting out of the flag business. You want to fly your rainbow flag, you can fly it anywhere you like, but not you know not on town property. And I think that's probably the best course to, way to go. Yep, Rachel, do you have a question or a comment? Yeah, thanks. Uh, good morning, team. Um, I was just gonna say, do you think you got that nine zero because um, they would be discriminated against if if not? They could, they, they wouldn't have a right to fly their flag. Just like in the schools when, um, you know, you had like a Christians group meeting, the Satanic Temple did the same thing. They wanted to come in and have their club. They did that at my kid's school and they did. Um, so it was either the places have to decide, okay, all groups are okay or no groups are okay. And since they still wanted to fly their flag, I think that's why they granted you that. You know what I mean? Yes, well, uh, you know, the old saying, a stop clock is right twice a day. Uh, the ACLU even did uh, send an amicus brief on our behalf. Uh, uh, but you're right, the Satanic uh, Temple, the, wherever there's a Christian victory, they're there. But, you know, I told, I, what I, what I, some people were really upset. Oh, they're going to fly the Satanic flag. They're going to fly this flag. So, well, they already fly Satanic flags. Don't tell me the communist Chinese flag isn't Satanic. You know, they may be officially atheistic, but they're pretty evil. I said, if they fly their flag, then what we should do is get out there and pray as they go around them and pray. Just be a little more proactive and stop saying, worry about what the other group's going to do. Oh, we shouldn't do anything because this group's going to do this. Let it happen. And um, I understand that in many, in many cases, these groups don't really take action, these, these satanic groups. Uh, uh, our attorney, Roger Gannon, told me that's pretty customary. They do stuff like that. Just that they piggyback off uh, of this just to get some attention. And, of course, the left-wing media is more than happy to give them all the attention they want. Yep. Jack McCarthy, you have a question? Comment, please. Hi, good morning, Hal. How are you, man? I appreciate oh, what you're doing. Well, well, Jack. How are you? Hey, uh, I, think that, I think that the idea of running up that satanic flag worries Christians because that means that they should get out and protest and they don't want to get off their dead butts so let's see if we can uh we can raise some of these dry bones to actually do something rather than just try to get the government to do something no i agree with you that's like what they said if they raise their flag then we should go out and have a prayer vigil you know that's the only thing you're not going to be able to debate these satanists that way it's a spiritual battle let's go out there and uh and proclaim christ and you have to, Myra, we'll get to you in a second. And how you have you have to you have to identify, and I love what Coach does. You have to identify as a victor. You have you can't go in there like 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 I said earlier on. Well, you're going to lose. You can't you can't go in with that kind of an attitude. You got to go in with an attitude that we're going to win this. We're on the right side, and let the chips fall where they may. But but uh, not to do is to do, and not to say is to say. And God bless you, Halford. I can't. I can't imagine where we'd be. How when, when we think of the positives, when we first started this effort to to do something about the gay flag in our city, I'm going. I, there's no way. There's no way that we can do anything here. Absolutely no way at all. But let's go ahead and try. Let's see what happens. And had not you done what you've done five or six or seven years ago, and had we not done what we had done, then. You know, two plus two equals four. And we've never gotten to four. And, I, and it's just incredible. Please, 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 please do not hesitate to do until you get into the game, until you get your head 
your helmet turned around sideways, you have no idea what's going to happen to you. No idea. And you're going to learn from it. And I, I joke around a lot that, that I learn more when I lose and when I win. So God loves me so much that he lets me lose practically all the time. But I do, I do, I do, 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 do learn from that. Any comments? Well, Go ahead, Cal. Well, we lost uh, at the, you know, we lost four times, you know, at the four, at the low level, right? So we really won in one and four, but we the, we got the big victory. That's all that matters, right? Doesn't matter. It's like the I remember one year the Red Sox manager would say, "Well, we our team was in first place more than any other team. It didn't matter how long you were in first place. Only matters who's in first place the last day of the season." <laughs> so that's really all that mattered. Great point. I, Mark, say, I, give, I give God the victory. I God the victory, and I want to. You know, the Liberty Council did an absolutely incredible job. They are just a wonderful organization, <clears throat> and their website is lc.org. They've got a lot of great resources, uh, not just dealing with things like this, but they've done a lot with the vaccine mandates uh, and um, the, you know, all the other the, the passports and many other things too. We've got your site up, Cal. Your site, uh, Myra. Oh, go ahead. You had a question. No, I don't have a question. I have a statement. Okay. Um, Hall, uh, Brother Hall, welcome to Coach Dave Hartle, and it's great to have you, JR. Um, I want to read J, uh, Jude 3. Beloved, when I gave you all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly content for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Myra, you're all right. Amen, Myra. Amen. <laughs> I love it, Myra. I love it. I think uh, <laughs> this this is just this is just incredible. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, Roger, did you have a comment or a question? Hey, Hal, tell me more about a good job your lawyers did. What's that now? Tell me more what a good job those dastardly lawyers did for you. Roger's an attorney. Yeah, Roger Gatum, yes. Uh, well, they, uh, they, it was five years in the making, and uh, when we, we kept losing at the lower level, uh, then they filed another suit uh, midway and got more information. They flew from, Boston, from Florida to Boston uh, five or six times. How? Uh, How? Did the system eventually at- work for you? What's that? Did the system eventually work for you with your victory? I would say it did, yes. You know, See, many, years ago, a, uh, many years ago, many years ago, I took a law course in college, and the, uh, the professor said that in the United States, you are not guaranteed justice, you're guaranteed an attempt at justice. And I, this is what happened here. Well, how I, I think it's important for members of the queue and to hear there tends to be an attack on the judicial system rather regularly. Here we have success. Here we have the system worked. Here we have lawyers for five years pursuing justice and victory, and it prevailed. So I think it's important to understand that. Um, Not saying the system is perfect. not saying it's always what we want, but the system that was laid by our founding fathers of how the judicial system was to work, worked here in our favor. It doesn't always work in our favor. But in this case, how you would say your lawyers helped turn the tide. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. There's another case that's pending that uh, is similar to ours in the, in the, it's the Joe, Coach Joe Kennedy case. And that goes back to 2015. What makes it similar is that this, this, I guess it was the county, was it the county or the town schools, they used the term approved government speech. They made the same case against us. They said that flying that flag is government speech. And that was really the big part of the case. They said that the coach, when he prayed on the 50-yard line after a game, yeah. Uh, on his own, privately, on, you know, it was on the field, so that was uh, property of the county or the town or the city, that would be approved speech, even though it was, you know, it was private speech. So they're saying is that if I want to go downtown on the Boston Common and proclaim the gospel, which people do all the time, 
that's not government. That's I'm on government property, but that's that's private speech. I have a, that's I should even though my speech has a religious connotation, I still have the freedom to speak it. And that's the, that was really our case is that uh, that it, it was a private function on the public property. And that's why I think some of these left a couple of left wing group well the ACLU, uh, we had a lot of left wing groups very much against us because I think they knew I wasn't we didn't take this case to deny the homosexuals and the communists to raise a flag. We just said, hey, you know, we should we're, we, we're part of the city. We live here. We should be able to have this. According to your website, you want to get the participation of all all, all people. So, hey, we're people, you know, we're Christians. And because we're Christians, doesn't mean we don't have a say. So um, I think this will re- hopefully will encourage Christians. And, you know, this old, uh, this old uh, adage, you can't fight City Hall. Well, guess what? We just proved that to be a lie. Twice. You can fight City Hall. If your cause is just, you should fight City Hall. Hey, Jim, could I, Jim, could I have a quick follow-up? How? Were there any specific times where you saw the Holy Spirit move in your case, where you knew God was moving? Well, we always thought that, yes, from the very beginning, the minute I saw that email that said it's it's the First Amendment issue, separation of church and state, I knew right then and there that we had a case and that we were going to win. And I, you know, I didn't, uh, I heard of Liberty Council, uh, and it was interesting how quickly they took the case. I mean, it wasn't like they, we'll give it some thought, we'll get back to you five months. They said, this is a great case. And they took it. And it got a lot of attention throughout the media. I said, there's a lot of people interested in this. And it got some pe- on the people on the left pretty upset. I got some, I, I can't repeat some of the messages I got. I got one death threat. I got somebody that, from California that called me and it just cursed me out and how much he hates me and hates Christians. I thought, oh, this is beautiful. We're doing something right, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and at the same time, I got a lot of people that, uh, you know, thanked me and uh, thanked what, we're, you know, that we were doing. And then some Christians would say, oh, you really don't want to rock the boat. We, we, we have a good rapport here in Boston. We don't want to get people upset with us. I says, what? I, I I said, what do you mean? You don't want to get people upset with us. I said, uh, so we should just be quiet. We should just sit in the little four corners of the church and be quiet. No, I said, that's not what Christianity is about. They didn't take over the world because Christians sat in their uh, little churches and said nothing. And we need revival in this land. So, I mean, this, we see, we just see how wicked this is. You know, when you, you look at all these big and businesses all pushing this homosexual agenda, they think it's a, they think it's good, a good thing. And they honestly think that we are bad because we think it's a sin because the word of God says it's a sin. That's why we say it's a sin. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they, uh, and they, you know, they're proclaiming it's gay. They don't, they don't proclaim Christian month, you know, around in December, you know, but uh, so we, we really, I think what's happening is God is saying, you, this is your fault church. This is why this, this is gay pride month. It's yeah. your fault because you've done nothing. Now it's time to step up and do something. And Amen. we do it with love, and we do it because we, we want to proclaim the gospel to the lost people of this, of this country. How are you not being very inclusive? Amen. You're not being very inclusive at all, Al. You need, you need to work on that. Let me, let me, ask, you, let me ask you a question. You're everybody on, on the queue. Your, your son, your, your 20-year-old son walks into the house. He's got a, a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand. He's got a cigarette in the other. And he has his arm around his fiance, her, him. Which one of those three would you work on first and why? Just think about oh. that. <laughs> that's a, that. Well, I'd say, hey, give, give me a shot. Of, no, I'm kidding. Um, that's, that's a a I, think, I think you have to work on the whole thing. It's not like you can work on one at one time. It's, it's a spiritual battle. So you just have to let the Holy Spirit work within them. And how that's the idea. You need, you, need, you need to put this in the correct category that they're in. They're all three very detrimental. That's right. And mentally wise. Uh, I don't know how much more time you've got. I've got a couple, three more people like to ask you some questions and make some comments. Sure. Now. Can you hang sure. with us? Okay. Yeah, sure. Dr. Paul Goslin, please. I always say I have no, uh, no patience for uh, coward Christians. Anyway, um, I'd like to know what motivates you. Um, we, we all have a reason to fight. Um, we've all been um, 
We've all been, as if you're a true Christian, you know what it's like to be beaten down. Uh, I just swung Maine a little bit to the other side. I, we actually met in uh, Susan Blount's house. Um, uh, Hal, do you, yeah. I don't know if you remember, we were at the church, Susan Blount's, and that was... Uh, yeah, 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 it was back in March. Yeah, I, oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, my argument has always been killing babies is probably not a good idea. If you, you understand where I'm coming from. So I was just wondering what motivates you to do what you do. Well, I've, I've always been a patriot, uh, even as a little boy. Um, I remember uh, when I, I think I was in this third or fourth grade and the teacher was talking about Joe McCarthy. And I said, why, why is he a bad man? And she said, he's mean to communists. And I thought, what's wrong with that? Shouldn't we be mean to communists? I mean, they're not really good people, but. Um, I think because my, my parents instilled the love of country. And even even in the government schools back in the 70s, I had a wonderful history teacher. And um, and then I spent some time in the military. And I think it was there where I realized, well, we're in trouble. And I became a Christian. I, I Well, I should say I recommitted myself to Christ in 1988. And I since then, I was, I've was i been a full-time, in various capacities, a, a patriot act, Christian patriot activist. And I think what motivates me, too, is my children. I've got five children now, two grandchildren, and I have a duty and an obligation to do my best to pass the, the baton of freedom to them. And I, you know, like I said, I think I've uh, done a re- relatively credible job of doing that. We all do. We all do, Hal. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Great, great question. I'm going to bring Clay on, but before I bring Clay on, tomorrow morning, lastcallradio.live, we're going to go over, you, you saw the show Thursday. We're going to go over on January 6th, and Clay's going to join us, and hopefully some other folks are going to join us. We're in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. I'm trying to get in contact with a mother whose son has been in prison almost since the since January 6th, which is just insane. So anyway, lastcallradio.live tomorrow morning. Uh, please uh, tune in, and we're also, we're also going to talk about scapegoats tomorrow, which uh, a lot of us kind of... I don't know. I see a lot of a lot of folks kind of falling into that category. Uh, Hal, tell us a little bit, and I'll get with you in a moment, Clay. Tell us a little bit about Camp Constitution, what it's about, what your purpose is there, if you would, please. Sure. Well, uh, we're a New Hampshire-based charitable trust, and uh, our mo- I, I guess you could say our agenda is summed up in its motto, honoring the past, teaching the present, preparing the future. And uh, we, we hold a week-long family camp. Uh, our week-long camp's coming up in, uh, next month, July 17th to the 22nd. I know uh, Mike and uh, Polly Heath will be there. Uh, Polly will be our campfire director this year. Um, we also have ladies' uh, retreats, and we have a, a weekend retreat coming up in uh, September, late September, early October. We have a publishing arm. Uh, we do have a radio show. You have a speakers bureau. We we manage a house in Lexington, Massachusetts, right a few blocks from the uh, the Battle Green, uh, where we have regular events. Uh, so we keep busy. Uh, keep busy during the course of the year. Thanks, Al. Clay, go ahead, please. Question or comments? I think we just lost Clay. Jack Jack McCarthy, please. I think one of the benefits to this whole um, fiasco is, and and the Supreme Court was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, and I think they pushed it back on the people to see if they're going to exercise their their First Amendment right to free speech. And the First Amendment right to free speech wasn't about, the, the concept wasn't so that we could go out and protest um Clem Kadiddlehopper, it was to be able to speak against the government. It was free speech to criticize the government, which is why you can beat City Hall, but you don't usually have to use the lawyers if the people exercise their their rights, their God-given rights protected by the government, then we can win. If we wait for the lawyers to do it, it takes years and it has to be. There has to be an ulterior motive. So to 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 use a phrase from a friend of mine, wherever I stand is a free speech zone. If you don't like it, do something about it. That's so true. it's up to us 
to push the envelope, we now have the opportunity. Hey, the Supreme Court said that free speech works. We need to do it. We need to push it every time, every place, and challenge the 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 Satanists at every event. But Jack, come on, come on. You can't fight City Hall. You can't. I mean, you can't expect to win. I mean, come hey, on. We he just did it. He just did it. They they threw my <laughs> case. On the show. They they asked me to get out of court. Go, just go away. Sign this and go away. Just go away. We don't want to talk to you. We definitely don't want to give you a microphone. Go away. <laughs> yep. And folks, this isn't easy. This is not easy. But it's it's an exercise that we all have an opportunity to do. Oh my goodness! I mean, we we can look at all the quote unquote problems that we see in the world today. But instead of being problems, every time you see that quote unquote problem, look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity right. to, for you to grow, and for also to do, do something that's right. How I got Clay back on, I think Clay, are you with us? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, the enemies of our constitutional republic are trying to take us down a road to destruction. And uh, we need to be the speed bumps in their path. We need to be the stone in their shoe. We need to be the corn in their side. And what Hal is doing is exactly that. And we need everybody to look for these kind of opportunities to put these speed bumps in front of their path. Because the more we do, the more we got down, and then it gives us an opportunity to, to turn this thing around. Thanks, Clay. Amen. Rachel? Hey, thanks. Um, I just wanted to comment on um, the camp. That's very unique. Yeah, it's Rochelle. That's okay. That's okay, JR. Um, I just wanted to compliment you for for these camps. This is a great idea. I I, I think of the kids because, you know, they kind of quit teaching history. Um, I mean, they, you'd have history class, but it wasn't like it should be. I had one really great history teacher that um, kind of instilled how unique this country is or was. <laughs> um, and I think a, a reason the church and everybody is so quiet on issues like what you've been fighting with this, the flag, why they everybody is because they, what, that's what they do in school. It starts in the school. They really don't make America out to be special. They don't uh, really teach you how to fight for your freedoms. They actually discourage it. You're highly discouraged from going, kicking against the goat, if you know what I mean. So uh, I don't know. I think that's great that you have oh, running that camp uh, and reaching out to you, kids. It's very important. Will, thank you. They will tell you that you should, you should fight, uh, fight climate change and fight social injustice. They have no trouble. They'll actually, in some schools, they'll actually bring them to the, the city halls or to the state houses to lobby, again, you know, for, for things like anti-freedom issues. I Attleboro, Massachusetts, uh, the teacher brought a class and they're pushing some climate change bill. And I got a hold of the principal and the mayor and I said, if this guy was an NRA supporter and he brought him into lobby in, in, on behalf of uh, a pro-Second Amendment or pro-right to keep bare arms bill, It'd be out, it would be outrage. And I actually appealed to the state, and the state came back and he said, oh, he wasn't violating anything, which was a lie. Of course, it's all biased, and that's just typical of what we see. But, of course, my don't get me on public education. Uh, I think every Christian should. Uh, Sam, uh, my late friend, Sam Blumenfeld, and we host his uh, archives, by the way. He was the one of the pioneers in the homeschool movement. He said that it's a sin to put your children in the government school. And he said that back in the mid 80s, when even people like D. James Kennedy, whom I had a lot of respect for, didn't want to accept that. Today, it, it's it's unmistakable that if your children are in government schools and you put them in there, you are you are committing a sin by allowing them to be in that hostile, evil environment. And if we don't take our children out, of, we wonder why our children come home. But you say with a bottle of whiskey and the tattoos and the, and and a gender ch- changing their changing their gender because we put them in those government schools yeah government run schools teach four things how teach life has no meaning morals are relative life, life life has no meaning evolution is fact you're just primordial sludge you don't mean anything there is no god 
of multiculturalism and diversity. I'm okay, you're okay. Man, not God, is the measure of all things. And the biggie, the state is your daddy. They usurp. Look, you send your you send your children to government-run schools. It's an institution. And 12 years later, they send you back complete strangers who, by the way, don't like you. Oh, or, no, they hate you. They, they Not only they don't like you, they hate you. Yep. yep. Randy, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Hal. <clears throat> Randy, yeah. that comment? Go ahead, please. Yeah, JR. Um, you know, Benjamin Franklin, he made the comment that uh, people, he said, you have a republic if you can keep it. That's right. Okay. I love I love the word opportunity, but folks, it's more of an obligation. We are obliged to keep our government righteous, okay? And and the reason and the church is obliged to be righteous to be the righteous standard. It's 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 about this is superior to opportunity. I love opportunity, but we are obliged to keep it. We are obliged to be the church and and the. And to keep our government righteous, it takes the righteous people to 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 do the work. And and I think that that's the ch- we have to change our way of thinking. And I think we have to think this way. And I, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you how all you're doing out there, brother. God bless you. Uh, yeah, I want to mention our camp is a family camp. We have whole entire families. We have unaccompanied minors, and we have unaccompanied adults that we put to work. And we have some great instructors. I think some of the top instructors, not just in the country, but in the world. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of Professor Willie Soon. He's one of the top uh, astrophysicists in the world. And he's a, he's, he's a man who exposed what they call the hockey stick graph back in 04. And the uh, first time he came to camp, we offered him an honorarium. And he brought, he brought his whole family. And he said, I'm having too much fun. I can't accept this. And now he's contributing to our camp program. And uh, we have Pastor, uh, Pastor Dave Whitney. I think all of you know Pastor Dave. He's, uh, this will be his second year at the camp. And uh, Alex Newman, who is an author. Uh, he's, um, he's, on, um, he's on Frank's speech. He's got a, I think he, works for, he writes for Newsmax and New American and many others. And we have a lot of, a lot of great activities, a lot of good wholesome fun. And so... Um, uh, it's hopefully that we still have some room left. We're filling up kind of fast, but we do have some room if anyone's interested. You have Chaplain Stevie Kraft too. Well, well, oh yeah, Reverend Stephen Kraft. Oh yes, he's a <laughs> camp chaplain, and as he says, I'm his brother from another mother. He says, Hallie is my brother, sure enough, from another mother. <laughs> Jeff Klein, you're up. Hey, great job, Hal, and great job, Jr. Both of you. I like what Clay just said. We've got to be a speed bump. So just to throw this out there before we get to the end of the show, since it's Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend, I just wrote them all down, 16 gay festivals, 16 cities just this weekend. I mean, they are just, Saturday alone, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's 10 of them just Saturday. We can't cover a lot of these. There's so many. But we are going to be in Coshocton Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. They're having it in downtown Coshocton. And that's basically what Pastor Bill said last night. He said, we've got to have be some kind of resistance. So we'll use that. We're just going to be the Christian speed bump Saturday. But if you want, go to that Buckeye Flame. The website's up. It lists all the cities. We need to show up to these things. Jeff, are you identifying as an agitator? <laughs> a Christian speed bump. <laughs> yeah, you're identifying as a speed bump. Now we've only got about five minutes left. Um, if you've got anything, any kind of messages you want to get, other other than what the message we've been get out, getting out today, and that's basically to do, you, you have quit, 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 being a victim. Quit talk about all the bad things that are happening and jump in where where you feel the most called to, where you feel the most need. Jump in. And start doing something, and you don't—you have no idea what you bring to the table until you get into the game. You don't have no idea what you need. Well, people ask me, "Well, what should I do about this? What should I do about that?" And I say, first off, ask God where He wants you. You may have some talents that you think could be used in one place, but God says, "Yeah, but I got someone doing that. I want you over here." Last Saturday, I, we, uh, we, I live in the town of Alton, New Hampshire. They had a town-wide yard sale. 
So I set up a table uh, uh, where I live. It's a little, a little uh, too far off the beaten track, but that's what I call micro relocation strategy. So anyway, let me make a long story short. I had five people encourage me to run for county commissioner. Uh, six people. Four of them were elected. Uh, three state reps. Uh, and I said, county commissioner. I said, you do a great job, and we need we need to have patriot Christians uh, running. And I said, okay, I agreed to do it. And I I filled I. I declared my candidacy just three two three days ago and uh, i discovered uh, yesterday as i was driving out here that uh, because i'm running somebody switched parties a democrat switched parties uh and then declared his candidacy as a republican to oppose me in the primary i said look at how the enemy works just like a chessboard you know you do one thing and they have to do something else but they're so worried about having christians get elected that they have to um they have to do things like this. They say, I must, have done, I must have been doing something right if I have to have the enemy already, you know, try to oppose me. So, and I, I don't know, I guess the county commissioner, uh, there's three of uh, three people who are kind of, there's three offices and uh, they meet a couple of times a month. I said, yeah, I think I can, I might be able to handle that. And if I get elected, fine. If I don't, that's fine too. But at least we're in the fight. And, uh, and I think God might be preparing me for something. Uh, maybe he's preparing me for, for a public office. I've never really had any desire to run for office. But, you know, if we don't run for office, the enemy will. They'll be there. So if that's where God wants you, pray about it. But And it doesn't have to be mayor or, or governor. It could be a librarian. You know, you, you get a, some Christian librarians in there at these libraries, and uh, you'll see some good books being put in these in these libraries some except except uh, instead of some of the garbage that we see there so i just say wherever wherever god wants you you just pray said lord i your will be done let me know where you want me how oh, you need to quit doing so much and you need a little leave a little room for the rest of us okay just back <laughs> off a little bit back off and and, and we had uh there, there's an after show Hal, if you want to stick around, I've got some other folks that have their hands up, ask questions. Again, I appreciate what time you've given us. Uh, Hal, Hal from Camp Constitution, Camp Constitution versus Boston, a case that went on for five, six, I don't know, how many years? Probably Almost five started. years, four, about four years, and uh, it would have been five years this September that, that we the ball was rolling. Uh, sure. the, the official case is called Shirtliff v. Boston. It wasn't my idea. I wouldn't want to put my name out there. But if you go to, if you just do a search, you'll see Shirtliff v. Boston. And um, that's, you'll learn about the case. The, the, it was very fascinating that the uh, Breyer, the, the guy who wrote the opinion, he didn't like the city hall building. He called, so he, part of that decision was mentioning the ugly architecture. I had to agree with that. Is They call it brutalist. You know, I call it Neil Stalin, but of all things to put the put architecture inside a decision. That's really funny. <laughs> Howie, very, very much appreciate you coming. Thank you very much. Well, for thanks for having me on. God bless all of you. And yeah. uh, yeah, visit our website and you feel free to contact me. I get I get to head out, uh, but uh, feel free to contact me if you have any questions about anything or like to, or even like to have some speakers come out to wherever you folks are. We'd love to do it. Amen, brother. All, all right. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very Thank much. you. Wow, how thing how things work together is just amazing. This this these efforts, and this this God doesn't always show us this. He just doesn't always show us this. But we have to have faith that what we're doing. You know, you know the difference between right and wrong. You know that. Uh, you're born with it, actually. But not to do is to do, and not to say is to say. And we really need, look, at part of it is, is fielding complaints. That is part of it. But don't make those complaints part of you, part of what you can't do. Don't feel weak. Don't feel like you can't do anything. And like, like I said before, I want to encourage all of you to do. Just look, If you see a need, that's your calling. Go out and do it. And that, that could be prayer. That, that could be action. That could be supporting. You never know. You never know. And I want to remind you tomorrow morning, lastcallradio.live. We're going to talk about January 6th. Clay's going to be with us and some others. Matter of fact, if you've, if you've been, if you were there on January 6th, I want to hear from you. And if you'd like to get some, some time in on the show tomorrow, love to have you on. Love to have you on. 
Hey, this is uh, this is Jr. Subbing for the coach. Actually, actually, I wanted to say I want to thank Coach for taking my show for the past six or seven years for subbing for me. So I really appreciate it, Coach. Just kidding. Just kidding. Again, God bless all of you, and thanks all of you for your efforts.